Well, we're less than four hours away from the announcement of four-star safety Mike Hill Patterson McDonald of Westmore High School. And normally, when it's decision day for someone, especially a prospect in the 2024 class that we've talked a lot about this cycle, that's normally the lead. That's normally the main story. It is a big story today. And, yes, we will talk about that, cover that live, everything coming up later in the show. But this is one of those few instances where um, – who's committing today is maybe not the biggest story, Parker Thune. And as I saw a lot of OU and Missouri fans arguing on social media over the weekend, it must mean that Williams-Winary is the lead, is the main story on this Monday. (laughs) Which, come on, guys. Hey, I I hate Missouri, too. You guys know that. Maybe you got a better idea this weekend, for those of you arguing, just why I can't stand Missouri a little bit more. Um, But, you know, arguing with lesser fan bases, just – it, it, it's too easy of a fight, man. Missouri fans are trying to come at the OU football program, which is laughable. But um, I guess the question, Parker, is get us caught up with everything Williams Winery. Is he in Columbia this afternoon? No, he is not in Columbia this Woo! afternoon. So, I mean, look, I, I still need to make a few calls, get some more insight on what exactly happened on the Oregon visit over the weekend. But, you know, I have not heard anything to this point that makes me believe Oregon is suddenly seriously in play for Williams and Winery, which is, you know, we went in, we went into the weekend, Tyler, with the understanding that Oregon was going to have to do a whole heck of a lot to move the needle here. And I will say this, sources on the OU end are still very, very confident about where things stand between the Sooners and the five-star defensive end from Lee's Summit, Missouri. As we sit here a week away from the commitment day, or at least away from the uh, week away from the day that the commitment should happen, I don't have any particular reason to doubt that Nguyenary ends up in Oklahoma's class. Well, okay, so this is just what it sounds like to me. Like when Friday, you and I were doing a show on Friday, and I, I don't even know if nerves is the right word to use. Maybe it is here, but it was more of. Not so so much even about the Oregon visit. It was okay. Well, if he shows up to Columbia on Monday, like then we we really got something here. Like we really need to talk about something. If Williams Winery shows up a week out from his uh, the the commit date that we think that he's going to have, so is it fair to say since he's not there today that this was as much of a win for OU over the weekend as it could have been? Is that fair? I mean, as much so as it could have been, yes. Now, if Nguyenary were at Missouri today, I'm not sure that would even change my mind on where this thing eventually lands because, as we've seen many a time, the last visit does not always set the or reset their trajectory or kind of reset expectations about a particular recruitment. Caden Green's last visit was to Missouri uh, P.J. Atabare's last visit was to Georgia. Derek LeBlanc, may he rest in peace, at least at the University of Oklahoma. His last visit, I believe, was to Florida. And so, look, everybody right now is chasing Oklahoma for Nguyenary, and it's been that way, and Missouri is the school that's best positioned to upend OU, certainly, and I think proximity is the primary reason for that at this point in time, but I still favor Oklahoma here, and... I think once the dead period hits tomorrow, I mean, that's about the point at which you can safely conclude that there's going to need to be, well, how do I phrase this? If the momentum changes in Nguyenary's recruitment, people are kind of going to understand why that is. You know? Sure. 
No, I got you. I, and, and, look, you guys hear us talking about Williams, Winery, David Stone every single day. I mean, I think it's pretty clear our thoughts on where things stand right now. So I, I do love that Rivals, they have a feature such as the fact or fiction. And they combine what a local reporter is thinking as well as one of their national reporters. I, I like that feature a lot. I think it helps out the show a little bit just to try to give some other opinions on what may really be going on. And, Parker, they had one over the weekend with the question, Mizzou is a legitimate threat to Oklahoma for the commitment of five-star defensive lineman williams Winery. Now, we all know, like, however close that you're following this, I think you know by now that, yes, that, that's a fact. Missouri is a legitimate threat to OU. Well, how much of a legitimate threat are they? Because one of the rival uh, national rivals guys says that's a fact, yes, as does um, Brandon Drum over there with you at OUinsider.com. But I thought it was interesting that the national guy says at the end, I believe Oklahoma still has a slight lead for the five-star, but the gap is closing and could eventually turn in Missouri's favor by the time he announces. Now, this was released this weekend, so we think what we think but there's at least one national guy at Rivals that says, yeah, as of right now, I still think he'll use the leader. I mean, that that tells you what you need to know, don't you? Is that regardless of what uh, predictions have flown in over the weekend, regardless of what people are saying on social media, it's still Oklahoma with the upper hand in this battle. And I feel like we've done this sure – I don't feel like we have done this. We've done this for three months in a row now, Tyler. In May, it was fact or fiction. Tennessee is a legit threat to Oklahoma. That's and true. in June, it was fact or fiction. Georgia is a legitimate threat to Oklahoma. And now here in July, it's fact or fiction. Missouri is a legitimate threat to Oklahoma. There's a common denominator there, Tyler, and you don't have to be a math whiz to see it. Yeah, and I, I said this on Friday, and I still feel the same on Monday, man. We've talked about Georgia. We've talked about Tennessee. We've even talked about Oregon. And I know that Missouri's thrown out a very impressive NIL package. And I know that they're the school that's closest to home for Williams-Winary. But, Parker, given the other potential candidates here, would you be wanting to battle Georgia heads up for the number one player in the country who's a defensive lineman? Or would you rather be battling Missouri here? So, I think OU's going to win out here this next week. Obviously, he's going to tell a lot. But this is almost best-case scenario that you get to battle a team like Missouri, even with that massive NIO package, for the number one player in the country. I, this is a good spot here that you're in. This is a good spot that you're in. And, again, like we've talked about it. I don't want to go all doomsday here, and I don't want people to think I'm conceding anything. But let's just say worst-case scenario comes about, and Williams and Winery commits to Missouri next week. Let's just say there's a world in which that happens. What are the odds he's still committed to Missouri by the end of the 2023 season? A 2023 season, Tyler, in which it's going to be very difficult for Missouri to win more than five football games. Yeah. He better really like the interim head coach is what you're saying. The interim head coach that they hire in November. They better uh, they better be hiring Jamar Mosey as the interim head coach at Missouri. That's what you're saying, huh? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I wouldn't put it past like, Mizzou. I wouldn't put it past Mizzou. Yeah, Jamar Mosey is our uh, next head football coach. Come on down, Williams, Winery. Wouldn't sheesh. put it past him. She CT and Piedmont says August 7th commitment date. Yes, as of right now, that's the plan. Doc says a couple reports online suggest Tennessee or Georgia think they're back in the Winery sweepstakes. Holy crap. 
This is what the next week is going to be, isn't it? Yes. Hopium from literally every single fan base of every single school that's been remotely in contention for Nuaneri over the last six months. Uh, Missouri Sooner says Tyler tried being an OU fan living in Missouri with these delusional fans. Booma. No, there's no amount of money. I couldn't do it. God bless you, Missouri Sooner. I couldn't deal with those people on an everyday basis. I'm not sure how, you do, how you're doing it. 580 or Winery and Atabare's parents' friends. Oh, yes, that's how, deep we're, that's how deep we are on this recruitment. Yes. Yes, yes, they the are. Yes. Friends. There's a relationship there. PJ was pretty involved when Winery was on his official visit. So, yeah, there's a relationship there. Obviously, there's the relationship with Caden Green, the relationship with Kamari Moore, the new 2025 Oklahoma commit. So, there's a lot that ties the kid to Norman, Oklahoma, which is part of the reason why I still feel confident that the Sooners are the one that end up with his pledge in the end. So um, I, I feel like this is the most calm the OU fan base has been regarding this recruitment in about a week. I mean, you're, you're just sharing that there's some very positive news over the weekend or, or really the fact that he didn't take that Missouri visit. So, Well, here's, here's the way I – Last week was bumpy. Yeah, and here's, here's – Here's the best way I can put it, Tyler. As far as Nwaneri know, uh, as far as Nwaneri goes, no news is good news. Yep. And there is virtually no news right now. Yeah. So. Well, that's 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 good on the front of OU. That's for sure. Four three zero. A couple of you are wanting to know about the Caden Durham situation. Well, it is definitely a situation. Uh, that's for sure. He releases a top three over the weekend. OU, Texas A and M, LSU, and what I think I saw a crystal ball today for Caden Durham to LSU. A lot of people are wanting to know, well, what happened? I thought OU was the leader here. Is this as simple as OU got Xavier Robinson, OU got Taylor Tatum, and maybe that has a lot to do with the situation of Caden Durham, or is there another reasons why things seemingly flipped in the favor of LSU? Yeah, well, a couple things to consider here. One, Durham is literally the only running back that LSU is targeting in the 2024 class. So there is a degree of exclusivity there that does not exist at Oklahoma. Secondly, what you must understand is that Durham doesn't tell the whole truth to anybody. I was talking to Michael Patterson McDonald last night, Tyler, and Michael goes back a long way with Caden Durham, with the, both of them being more natives and former childhood teammates. And Michael, who's known this dude for most of his life, even said he is the absolute hardest person to get a read on because he will never just tell you straight up what he's thinking. And in conversations with a few folks on the OUN, it kind of seems like Caden Durham's truth allergy if you will is kind of wearing on a few folks in the OU camp and so right now as things stand are things over like is it over between Durham and Oklahoma no but I flipped my prediction yesterday from Oklahoma to LSU I think LSU has the momentum stock down on Caden Durham and stock up on Andy Bass from an Oklahoma perspective right now yeah, Andy Bass also released a top three over the weekend. We'll get into that. But, uh, yeah, we are almost to the month of August. July is coming to a close, and we'll see if OU can add one more member to the 2024 class by the end of the day. Mike Hill Patterson McDonald going that live on his Insta at 515 later today. I'm at the Newcastle Casino right in front of the Front Row Sports Bar. Earn 20 points, get $10 in bonus play, midnight moolah. That's every night 
from midnight to 6 a.m. Earn 20 points, get $10 bonus play, midnight moolah here at the Newcastle Casino. A whole lot of recruiting to get to today, so keep it locked right here on the ref for the homeless suitor fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on the ref, we are the Homeless Sooner fans. Thank you, Ref Army, for joining us on this Monday via the free and official KREF app. Just search KREF in the App Store. Going to need that for football season. You can listen to us wherever you're at, on the go, worldwide. If you're in Provo, Utah, or Cincinnati, Ohio, you want to hear our pre- and post-game coverage. Well, if you got the KREF app, KREF in the App Store, guess what? You can listen to all of our pre- and post-game covers. So download that today if you haven't already. Cherryville, Kansas is tuned in. Keenansville, North Carolina. Birmingham, Alabama. St. Augustine, Florida. Rosemount, Minnesota. Laurel, Maryland. And our small Oklahoma town of the day is Earlsboro, Oklahoma. And that's brought to you by K&N Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street. Much more than furniture consignment. K&N is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabrics. Parker, it feels like the theme of the show today with the Williams-Winary situation over the weekend is no news is good news for OU. And I, I think that's been the case for a while now with four-star safety Mike Hill Patterson McDonald. He's got a Final Four today of uh, what? He's got OU, UNLV, Missouri, and Houston. But we really haven't heard anything for several weeks that would make you think it's not going to be OU. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, this is this was always going to be a pretty open and shut recruitment, really. And especially because Oklahoma was his first offer. I mean, how often is Oklahoma the first offer for anybody, let alone somebody that grew up dreaming of wearing the Crimson and Cream? So, yeah, fully expect that it's going to be Oklahoma today for Michael Patterson McDonald. By the way, I think – Via a listener from the 316, we officially have a new nickname for Andy Bass. Oh, uh, let's go. This listener says, Bass all day over Durham. Bass can play multiple positions and just as fast. White Lightning. <laughs> White Lightning. Okay. Uh, let me think about that. But at, at first, I kind of like White Lightning for Andy Bass because that's kind of the uh, that's the description of him, Parker. He's just an athlete. But it, but he plays quarterback, but he's just kind of – He's just kind of an athlete that can play basically anywhere. Running back, whatever you need him to do, I think that they'll do that for him this year. Yeah, senior and season. look, Syracuse has been the only school to host Bass on an official visit. He's got a PWO offer to Kansas State. Yeah, that's that's not a scholarship offer for those that don't realize. It's Syracuse on a full scholarship, K-State on a PWO, or it's going to be Oklahoma on what Bass described as a scholarship without the label. So – as he relayed it to me yesterday, basically his entire school would be paid for through NIL, although he would not technically huh. be on a football scholarship at the University of Oklahoma. Which make, I mean, like, It makes a ton of sense for Oklahoma to do that with in-state kids because sure. OU saves a little bit of money. You only got to cover, I think, about 25% of out-of-state tuition when you're looking at in-state kids. That's how much of a discrepancy there is between in-state versus out-of-state tuition. So... It won't cost OU a whole heck of a lot to cover that amount. And also, you don't have a scholarship counting towards your 85, but you certainly get a scholarship caliber player in a guy like Andy Bass. Hey, real quick, back to uh, Michael Patterson McDonald, who, who's going to announce today. 5'11", 175, he's a safety. Now, we have said multiple times that, yes, he is David Stone's friend, 
one of his best friends, if not his best. I mean, if not his BFF, that, that's that's probably the situation there. This isn't a take just because of how close he is with David Stone. Obviously, that doesn't hurt here. But what's to be excited about with this get today other than the fact of who his best friend is? <laughs> well, he's a very good football player in his own right. Watch the tape if you haven't already. He's the number 27 safety in the nation, according to our national council at Rivals.com. And uh, a guy that's a tremendous tackler from the safety position. 108 tackles last year in addition to four interceptions for Michael Patterson McDonald. So a guy that can come downhill and help in run support. In that sense, he reminds me a little bit of Delarian Turner Yell, who is one of the best to do that in recent memory at Oklahoma when it comes to being able to support and defend the run from the safety position. So uh, very capable in coverage, fast, athletic, can track the ball well, but I think where he really sets himself apart for me is his willingness to come downhill to the line of scrimmage and essentially serve as an eighth man in the box with how quickly yeah. he can get downhill. So I watched his highlight tape again earlier today, and you, you can't judge a player based solely on his highlight tape. I understand that. But with what you're talking about, his ability to come down and, and help and run support, I think it was like the third or maybe the fourth play that's on that highlight tape, and I think I put it out um, at KREF Sports on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it now. I, I think it's on that video I put out. He comes right downhill, no hesitation. Uh, you can just tell that that's not an issue for him. In fact, it's probably a strength for him. Again, that was just one play, but you can still kind of tell Parker, at least me watching it, okay, this is a guy that isn't afraid to put his head down and go help out and run support. Which, you know, I'm not saying that that's rare nowadays, but if you can tell that immediately from watching two or three minutes, okay, this guy will come down and help you and run support, that's that's a big – he's a type of player that I think this defensive staff likes. Well, and it's easy to see what type of safety they're gunning for in this 2024 cycle because I do think there are a lot of parallels between Michael Patterson-McDonald and Jaden Hardy just in terms of the way those two – play the game now I think Hardy has a bit of a higher athletic ceiling than Michael Patterson McDonald but they play the game in very similar fashion love what they both bring to the table and so if Oklahoma can close out Patterson McDonald this evening and then you can turn all your attention towards finishing out the safety class with Michael Boganowski another guy that's kind of cut from the same cloth man I love I love that haul for Brandon Hall in the 2024 class Jesse in Iowa says, uh, Parker, are the reports true that OU has sent guards surrounding uh, williams Winery's neighborhood to keep him safe from the Mizzou staff? Yeah, that's actually Miguel Chavis is doing that personally. <laughs> he is posted outside the entrance that. to Winery's neighborhood in a cutoff, a cutoff hoodie, and his backwards OU cap. And the sunglasses. Keeping watch to make sure no Missouri coaches make their way to the Winery home. Chapstick says, White Lightning reminds me of Stutzman's first season when my kid kept referring to him as the White Teddy Lane. <laughs> <laughs> the White Teddy Lane. Oh, it's Gary. A of a comp, isn't it? Oh, Gary from Couch Cafeteria says, What first year BV recruits will step up in year two in the system that needed that first year observing slash little playing time? Uh, R. Mason Thomas is the first guy that comes to mind for me. And I think it, 
provided he's fully healthy because he dealt with a shoulder injury in spring, Robert Spears Jennings, along with Jaron Kanick, three guys on the defensive side of the ball that I definitely am inclined to believe make big strides. Gentry Williams right now is who I, I like, would project to start opposite yeah. Woody Washington. At I like. Uh, I was going to throw out Gentry Williams and RSJ. I, I don't know if RSJ is a starter this year necessarily, so I like the Gentry Williams selection a little bit more, and you know that I really like the R, R, R. Mason Thomas selection, but after you said R. Mason Thomas, I immediately thought of Gentry Williams, and then I'll throw in RSJ in there too. Peyton on the text line simply says, going to be a long week. You think so, yeah, Peyton? Think so, huh? Why? Just because of williams Winery and all the rumors and reports that are going to be out there? Is that is that why we think it's going to be a long week? Yeah, tomorrow it'll be Ole Miss making a charge for five-star oh defensive gosh. end, williams Winery. That's, that's when we got to close this thing down if Ole Miss is gaining momentum down the stretch. Uh, please let don't let that be the case. Uh, Ohio Sooners, does Andy Bass run track? What are his times if he if he does, essentially, is what they're asking. State champion in the 100 meters, 10.56. So, yeah, that boy can run. Again, the context that I would add here is that Gavin Freeman, former high school teammate of Andy Bass, won the state championship in the 100 meters as a senior with a 10.68. And you have Andy Bass cracking 10.56 as a junior. Uh, 813, if you were Winery, wouldn't you want to commit before your vacation? That way it's completely off your mind to enjoy the vacation. Was, wasn't that a thought like a week ago? That, that might, that's why the date is thought to be the 7th? Yes, that was kind of the thought, was he was going to commit before the vacation, which would have put it August 1st tomorrow, but... Uh, it seems like they're gonna. He and his family are gonna hammer out the final details and the decision while on vacation. Then he'll announce it on August seventh. And at that point, you know, you can focus on your season, on your senior season. What's immediately ahead of you? At least Summit North trying to win a state championship, which they, which they came very, very close to doing a year ago. Ended up runner-ups in the state title game. Uh, Yes, thank you, Cherokee Sooner. I'm sure we'll hear this by Thursday. Sources are telling me Western Kentucky is gaining mi- uh, momentum from williams Winery. I'm, I'm sure we'll hear that at some point. Sure we'll hear that Georgia made a final offer, and whoa, he's just super impressed. Wait, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens in the final week. I guess everything's on the table, but no news is good news for OU, and that's Sounds like that's what uh, that's what happened over the weekend. Yeah, Andy Bass released that top three: OU, Kansas State, and Syracuse. And Parker, uh, what you flipped your future cast right from OU or, or to OU from Syracuse? Yeah, and I had put that Syracuse future cast in long before Andy Bass got the offer from Oklahoma because Syracuse was his first P five offer. His thing had always been he wanted to play at the P five level. Syracuse offered him, got him on the official visit right away, and. I kind of figured at that point, okay, well, he's going to shut it down. Uh, he's going to be Syracuse's guy, and the process will be finished. But the following week, fresh off the Syracuse OV, he shows up to OU's camp as a running back, earns the offer, and then at that point it just became a question of really whether Oklahoma was going to get both Caden Durham and Taylor Tatum because if they got both, then – you know, the opportunity for Bass to get on the field, especially early in his career, is somewhat diminished. But if Durham indeed goes to LSU, uh, I think that, and based on some of the conversations I've had with sources close to that recruitment, 
get the sense that Oklahoma is starting to see the writing on the wall with Caden Durham, and they've begun to prioritize Andy Bass more heavily. So, yeah, I like Oklahoma in that race right now. 918, Williams Winery will commit to OU on the 7th. My birthday present, that's all I want. That's all I want for your birthday present as well. And then Angry Ronnie says, did I hear you right? Williams Winery commits somewhere next week. And the thought is thought is Monday. Still. Yes, Monday is. Thought is still. Yeah, another listener in the 405 said, did Parker say he's hearing a lot of confidence from OU sources on Winery? Yeah, I mean, for OU's part, like folks on the Oklahoma end have never really been worried about Williams and Winery. So, I, yeah, I mean, look, that kid has been in Oklahoma lean for my money and many folks' money since he visited Oklahoma unofficially at the beginning of March. And ever since then, like we talked about off the top, everybody else has been chasing Oklahoma. And that's st- still how I see it today. Missouri is chasing Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, Here, here's another rumor on the text line. Incarnate Word, when Ari is visiting Incarnate Word today. So we have Western Kentucky and Incarnate Word reported via the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's see if we can complete all uh, Division One schools by the end of the week. I- I'm sure we will. Uh, breaking news, if you want to call it that, on the uh, realignment front. Pac-12 Commissioner George Klykoff will present a TV rights deal to league members within the next 48 hours, a source tells The Athletic. The board and ADs are scheduled to meet tomorrow morning. So we'll see if uh, the Big 12 is able to poach Arizona or any other uh, Pac-12 schools here in the next couple of weeks. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. What's the situation with Grant Bricks? Did OU make a move for the four-star offensive lineman? We'll tell you that and a whole lot more coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans. I'm at Newcastle Casino, right out in front of the front row sports bar. I'll be here until 6 p.m., earn 20 points, get $10 in bonus play. Midnight moolah every single night here at the Riverwind Casino from midnight to 6 a.m. How about this uh, from Oregon head coach Dan Lanning? I guess he was asked about 20 minutes ago about Colorado leaving the Big 12, or excuse me, leaving the Pac-12. Lanning said, quote, not a big reaction. I'm trying to remember what they won to affect this conference, end quote. <laughs> Let's go, Dan. I, I Hello. I mean, you're not wrong. I think they had eight losing records in the Pac-12 in their 12 years in the league, 11, 12 years in the league. But I like that a lot, Dan. Keep the heat coming, please. Big fan of that. Uh, party at the Palace over the weekend. I, I guess probably who everyone wants to know about the most is Grant Bricks, who could really bring this offensive line cl- uh, class together. K-State's in that. Nebraska's in that. Any early reports on how well OU fared with the elite offensive linemen? Yeah, they fared very well this weekend. I can tell you that much. In fact, the point where I think I, I think this one's over pretty soon. And... I get the sense that Oklahoma is going to be the destination. And talking to one source that I trust a lot on the Bricks front last night, uh, I told this source, hey, you know, I'm planning to go up to Logan the weekend of August 12th to check back in with Bricks. And I was told, yeah, uh, I get the sense it's probably going to be done by then. Wow. So if that's okay. indeed the case, man, I, I just want to emphasize, Oklahoma hit this thing out of the park with Bricks' visit on Friday. Bill Biedenboe did phenomenal work. 
Michael Hawkins did phenomenal work. Isaiah Autry, very quietly, has been a really effective peer recruiter for Oklahoma. So, all in all, man, I am I am as confident as ever that Grant Bricks ends up in Oklahoma's class. Doesn't really feel like Kansas State is still in the picture because it just I mean they got him on campus Thursday. OU got him on campus Friday. I talked to Bricks himself on Saturday, Tyler, and all he wanted to talk about was that OU visit. I mean, I had to I had to Normally specifically I had to specifically ask him about Kansas State before he went there. So Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I was there on Thursday. Yeah. But back <laughs> yeah, Kansas State was a thing man. too. But yeah, exactly. So yeah, I feel really good about that one, man. And that's that's got the potential to be one of the biggest signings ever for Bill Biedenboe if he can well, close it out. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I was going to go next is, you know, July has been, and I think it will continue to be, a really good month for OU when we get to 530 later on today. Devon Mitchell was a big commit. Zion Raggins, of course, Eugene Brooks, Jaden Jackson, Taylor Tatum, probably the single best moment of the month of July. But you get Mike Hill, Patterson, McDonald, four-star safety later on today. Like, July is going to turn out to be a really good month. But, man, August, it's shaping up. And if things go OU's way here with Grant Bricks, with David Stone, with Williams Winery, and, and there will be more than that. Josh Iasosa is going to be committing in August. Maybe you get one from Andy Bass as well. So maybe just numbers-wise, it, it ends up being better than the month of July. But, Parker, if things go your way in August, it could be the single best recruiting month for OU in several years, man. A long, like August long could time. be legendary, dude. A long time. Like, imagine a month in which you get Bricks, Nuaneri, and David Stone. Full stop. Like just you that. can do, you can just stop there. Yeah. And that's still maybe the single best month of recruiting for Oklahoma in years. But you throw in all the potential additions that could come alongside that. You talked about Isosa. Uh Daniel Akinkunmi is a guy that I would throw in there as well. Um Eli Bowen, the word is he's not far off from deciding. And then I mean I did I don't know how likely it is that you get another defensive line commit in August beyond Stone and Nuaneri, but that's a possibility that's on the table. Man, yeah, August is going to be a fun month. And July yeah. has been a fun month if you're an OU recruiting fanatic, but August could be a special month. August could be the month for OU football recruiting like we're talking about here. At least it's um, you got a lot of announcements coming up in that month. It could be, uh, could be big time. Sugar Shane in Newcastle just wants to help OU with its recruiting pitch. Sugar Shane says, tell Bricks he can tend to my family's cows. So <laughs> maybe that's what swung things even more in OU's favor, you know? He's a big cow guy. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that much. I, it, it's, so I was, I was texting back and forth with him a couple weeks back, and I'd, I'd called him a couple times over the span of a couple days, and he hadn't picked up either time. And so when he finally called back, he was like, look, man, I'm – I'm sorry I didn't get back to you. I've been so busy with the county fair. We've been showing cows. He said, I, yes. yeah, my, my cow lost to my little sister's cow and my little brother's cow, but I did win fair king, so I guess we all won something. <laughs> this guy. Uh, hey, th- this is a situation, Parker, where – and this is how I hope it ends up, obviously, where NIL – like this is the good side of NIL, right? Because the NIL opportunities that he could have with kind of his background – would be uh, would be sensational. Would be a lot of fun. So, 
Hopefully Grant Bricks picks OU, and hopefully he gets the very unique NIL opportunities. And hopefully they're as amazing as I think they uh, as I think they could. His be. last name is Bricks. Come yeah. on, like it's not hard. It will not be hard. A listener in the eight one three says rumor is Dominic McKinley might announce in August as well. Oh man, Nuaneri Stone and McKinley in one month build the Bates statue. You guys are all ready to potentially build the statue after uh, cursing him for several months, but I'll allow it. That's fine. Jimmy and Duncan wants to know uh, where OU is currently at in the recruiting rankings. Right around 15. I think 24-7 they are 15 right now, and rivals I think they're at 16. But, Jimmy, um, that number, I, I, I didn't do the class calculator to see if OU is going to jump up to 15 or, or 14, depending on which service you look at with Michael Patterson-McDonald, but I, I got to think that they're at least going to be in the top ten by the time it's all said and done. Like the, the the odds of this class being in the top ten, I think, are extremely high. Extremely high. Christie says, "Sorry if you've addressed this. Is Kansas a legit threat for Michael Boganowski? No, that's an OU Kansas State battle, and that's another one that should be done by the end of August at this rate. So, I know OU and Kansas State are basically going head to head." for Boganowski I think he's visiting Kansas today but that's just more of a courtesy to Kansas than anything else he's 15 minutes away from Manhattan so it's going to be a case of the kids staying home or going to Oklahoma and OU has the advantage there as things stand uh okay nine nine oh one breaking news Williams Winery is going to sit out three years to prepare for the NFL draft it's from Memphis Tennessee not not uh, even going going to go to school just sit out and wait for the league Gosh, there were a bunch of guys. I think, it, it, yeah, it would have had to have been the COVID year, but there were a bunch of guys like sat out their senior year, whether at the college level or the high school level. They're just like, screw it, I'm not playing. I want, like, I wonder when. I want. I wonder who's going to do that because somebody will actually do that at some point. Somebody will try to just skip college football and go to the NFL, sit out three years, and just go straight to the NFL. That'll happen. I don't think it's going to work out well for them. Can I just go ahead and be on the record saying that? I don't think it's going to work out well for them. Just file that one under my uh, future predictions, please. Uh, okay, here's when Ari was uh, set to be at Swasu today, Southwestern Oklahoma State University. That's from Kennan, RCC for life. Nice. Yeah, I tell you, uh, all the, the rumors this week are, are going to be crazy. What, what's not a rumor, what's, what's Muleshoe trying to do out there, throwing out a late offer to Michael Boganowski? Does he really think he has a chance to get this one? I, I have what, no idea. Like, that, that was bizarre to me. It's like, oh, Boganowski has a USC offer. What is Muleshoe possibly trying to accomplish with that? <laughs> is he just like, okay, uh, we need to bag somebody. Let's bag the guy that Oklahoma thinks they're getting at safety. Let's just stick it to Oklahoma. Give him well, 500K and see what happens. Like, I, I, and I have no idea, but like – why on earth do you make that offer? It was a weird offer. It was. It was way out of. It was way out of left field. Like it, at, at this point, I, well, okay, huh? Really? You, you just think that you're going to roll in and win out for a Kansas kid over K State? No, you and they're so far down the line on this recruitment. Yeah, that was. It was. It was odd. It was odd for sure. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. When we come back, yes, Mike Hill, Patterson, McDonald. At 5.15 today, but what's the impact that this could have on five-star defensive lineman David Stone? We'll talk about that, and we'll get our, uh, I guess, final votes in for the K-Ref Recruiter of the Month. Keep it locked in the ref. We're the Homeless Suter fans.
Locked in with McComas and Thune live on the ref from the Newcastle Casino today. And it's fun paying maybe a little bit more attention to SEC Cruton these days since OU's going to roll into the league in 2024. And it's definitely fun to see what teams on the 2024 schedule are doing in recruiting. And that's why, Parker, I've uh, really been taking notice of what Auburn's been able to do over the past week. And all they've been able to do is flip a five-star backer from Georgia and then flip a five-star wide receiver from Alabama over the weekend. So I'm sure Auburn's being very aggressive on the NIL side, or at least I would guess. But, oh, Hugh Freeze, man, that's a couple big-time Cruton wins for him. Now the question is, can Hugh Freeze win football games? Because I promise you, both of those guys are not going to stay committed to Auburn. They're way too good to stay committed to Auburn if Auburn sucks this fall. So, yeah, big win on the recruiting trail, getting to Marcus Riddick, arguably a bigger win flipping Perry Thompson from Alabama. Anytime Auburn wins a head-up battle with Alabama, that's something to write home about. But even so, you still got to win. Todd Bates' nemesis says, Mike Hill, Patterson, McDonald is trash. Horrible offer list. Shouldn't have to offer him to land David Stone. He also wants to know if you're ready to admit uh, that Williams Winery took a visit to Missouri. Took a visit to Missouri at what point? Mm-hmm. I know there was that conspiracy theory going around that Winery took a visit to Missouri last week. That didn't happen. I confirmed that from every angle imaginable. There was no visit to Missouri that took place. So, What is the impact of David Stone with Mike Hill Patterson's, you know, I I think we all think he's going to commit today to OU at 515. What's, what does that do, if anything, for David Stone? Man, I think it just gives Oklahoma another data point to present to Stone. You know, come hey, come play with your best buddy because Patterson McDonald and David Stone go back a long, long way. Stone was on the FaceTime call when Patterson McDonald received his offer. And so, man, it I, – look, does it have much of an impact on David Stone's recruitment? In my mind, no. I think he's going to Oklahoma any way you slice it. But just another reason to feel good about where Oklahoma stands with the five-star defensive lineman. Uh, I, I mean, we're together until 6 p.m., so I, I guess we don't have to figure it out now. I mean, we can figure it out at, at 6 tonight if we need and, and gather the votes all day long. But as of right now, are we all okay with DeMarco Murray as the leader for KREF Recruiter of the Month? Or do we need to throw out Emmett Jones? Do we need to throw out Skip Johnson? Do we need to throw out Joe John? Like I, I, I feel like the leader here is DeMarco. I feel like we established that on Friday. I just want to make sure before we crown a winner today. We need the text line to decide for us. Is it DeMarco or is it Emmett Jones? Because those are the two finalists. DeMarco, Emmett Jones. Cast your vote on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We will close the voting at the end of the first segment of the rush, so you have 15, ooh, maybe 20 ooh. minutes hurry, hurry. to get your votes in. I will tally the votes, and we will thus determine who is the KREF Recruiter of the Month for the month of July. And if Emmett Jones were to be the KREF Recruiter of the Month for the <laughs> month of July, that'll be four consecutive. Four All four times we have awarded the KREF Recruiter of the Month, you will have won every single one of them. So will this be the first time another assistant other than Emmett Jones gets on the board? We shall see. But as I'm seeing the oh, Sooner Steven, 903, here's one, 6344. Right, there, there's a lot of DeMarcos coming in early here. 
He's yep. the early leader. It seemed to be they seem to be in favor of DeMarco as of right now. So yeah. we'll continue to track the votes, but DeMarco's got the upper hand. I uh, I thought there was a chance that we could see this this weekend, and and maybe it happened silently. I don't know. It just seemed to be inevitable. Brennan Zerbrug flipping from Northwestern to OU. We didn't see that publicly this weekend, mm. but is there a chance we can see that this coming week? I expect that to happen soon. I can't Kinda give you an, I, I can't give you an exact timetable, but I expect that to happen, and I expect it to happen soon. I mean, it like felt like going into the visit. It was not taking the visit here. This dude's going to flip from Northwestern to OU, and OU's going to have its second quarterback commit. So, if you're telling me it's not going to take very long for that one to come out, I am. I am not surprised one bit if uh, that that happens in the next few days or so. Yeah, Auburn flips its second five-star, this time a five-star wide receiver away from Alabama, Perry Thompson. Bennett Warren, a lot of you were asking about him last week. Uh, He officially commits to Tennessee. So we'll see what OU's got with Grant Bricks. They get Grant Bricks. Then it's going to shape up to be a really good recruiting class uh, on the offensive line, of course. And OU is in really, in really good position to have a uh, big-time month of August, that's for sure. All right, so Parker is going to stick around with me during the rush today. So you got three more hours of us. We'll cover training camp. We'll cover Cruton. We'll cover conference realignment. We'll do it all next right here on The Ref.